Hey everyone, welcome back to Hero Hero Go Show. I like to think of these bonus episodes as sort of Hero Hero Go Show after dark, when we can put on the smoking jackets, maybe pull out a meerschaum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, I haven't introduced you yet. And, and just relax, talk about things that maybe don't belong on the show proper, but certainly are worth a look. And based on uh, the problem I had following the uh, season finale of Hero Hero Go Show, in which my guest today and for the next couple of bonus episodes, Richard uh, Glenn-Schmidt of Hello, This is the Doom Show. He's right here. You could hear him murmuring in the background. There he is. Uh, so we watched uh, Tomie, uh, or discussed Tomie, and then I fell into a bit of a, a Tomie spiral. Um, not to confuse my Junchi Ito uh, products, but... <laughs> so, boy, you, you have to be a real Japanese horror nerd to get that joke. Uh, so, I did. I watched all the movies in a weekend. And as a result, uh, my brain hurt, and also they all kind of ran together a little bit. Uh, some, not so much. You know, Tomie Unlimited is its own thing for sure. Uh, but, uh, so... Richard and I are now going to go through all of the Tomie sequels. We're not going to linger too long. Uh, about half an hour per movie, fingers crossed, depending on what happens. And uh, we're going to do that for all the Tomie films so that we will have a compendium, a podcast compendium of uh, collected thoughts on Tomie in all her many guises. Uh, so Richard, first of all, thanks for being here. Uh, for this, because this is uh, this is a bit of a an ask. There are a lot of these movies. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Mm. That's not how you talk. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so busted. Um, yeah. So uh, tonight we are going to talk about two. Uh, the first is another face, Tomie Colin, another face, uh, which is actually a collection of television episodes. And is technically the first sequel, I guess, but eh, you know, we'll we'll get into that. And then Tomie Replay, which is one of the finer entries in this series, in my own humble opinion. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> you know, I don't even need you to talk. I just need you to flavor flav like that. <laughs> mm, yes, right. Yes. You know, and occasionally maybe a dope. You know, something like that. I'm going to cut all this out. Um, so, first of all, uh, Richard, you... Uh, Hello, this is the Doom Show. I, I want to give it a substantial plug, not just because it is newly of uh, Legion Podcast. You've come on board. Uh, thank you. It's great. Um, but I love this show. Like, I, I, I've listened to a bunch of episodes now, and I, I dearly, dearly love the tone of the show because it is both incredibly silly, coupled with some bizarre editing choices, <laughs> and then infused with this genuine love of obscure cinema. And you can argue it's obscure, but I will I will argue uh, counter to that. <laughs> I say completely having this conversation with myself instead of you. Um, that most horror fans have certainly seen Halloween and Friday the 13th, 
I don't think they've all seen Don't Torture a Duckling. Or Nightmare Weekend. <laughs> yeah, or Nightmare Weekend, <laughs> or... Uh, uh, oh, geez, what, what, what was the one I was just listening to? Uh, I know you don't have the answer to that. Um, uh, Simon something, and now I'm blanking on it. Because uh, I haven't seen the movie, but it was a very funny conversation. So, uh, But at, at, at any rate, I want to plug the show. Uh, you can find a link at legionpodcast.com. I know. Wh- where can they find the, the source material? Oh, uh, hello, doomedshow.podomatic.com or uh, just doomedmoviethon.com for all the goodness. And thank you so much for having a doomed show be uh, brought into the fold of Legion. It's Huge honor among some shows I look up to, some podcasters I worship, present company included. Well, thank you. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it, it was truly one of those discussions uh, I was having with Duncan where uh, we were talking about what a, a fun guest you were, but you know, between the two shows, and uh, and I just said, hey, why why aren't they on our network? And he said, I don't know. You're the guy who runs it. And I was like, touche. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> right, me? That seems like a lot of responsibility for someone like me. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, thank you for, for being with us. It's a, it, it really is a, a, a great show, and everyone should listen to it. And now enough of the, uh, the mutual glad-handing here. <laughs> uh, part of the reason I wanted to do this with you in particular is because I know you're a fan of this series and yes. you're familiar with this series. Also because I want you to watch another face again. I needed to. I, I, all right. So, uh, very briefly, a couple of fun facts about Tomie and another face, and then we're just going to gab about it. So, uh, first of all, it is the only one of these films where there are two alternate titles. Uh, or original titles, rather, because in the original Japanese, it was Tomie uh, Anasa Feisu, which, you know, another face, sure. Uh, the other better title, if I can pull it up here, was Tomie Kyofu no Bishoujo, which is uh, Fatal Beauty or Dangerous Beauty. Nice. Yeah, which I think is a, a much more rad title for this movie <laughs> than another face, but... I get. I don't know. I guess the, they title it. That was like, well, it ain't the Tomie we had before. This is another one. Um, <laughs> literally another face. Literally another actress. Uh, this time um, played by uh, Runa Nagai, uh, who is just cute as a bud. Totally. Oh my goodness! What an adorable young lady. Um, not the best answer. We'll get to that. So. <laughs> Tell me another face very briefly uh, is consisting of three episodes, which were originally uh, done for uh, Kansai TV, uh, originally aired December 1999 through March of 2000. Um, it is directed by Toshiro Inomata, uh, who also, I believe, no, uh, written by Shotaro Oikawa, uh, of course, ba- based on the Junji Ito uh, manga. So, uh, first episode is uh, kind of a classic Tomie story in which um, Tomie bumps in on a high school. There's uh, a young girl um, who 
was with her boyfriend. Tomie comes in. The boyfriend's now with Tomie. Then Tomie disappears, and that's kind of where the episode starts. And uh, when Tomie... Uh, Tomie, of course, shows back up because she's on an unkillable love demon. And the uh, former boyfriend-girlfriend sort of conspire against Tomie uh, to call her out and then kill her, which they do. And it turns out that the, the boyfriend had killed her once before and is a little freaked out by this whole thing. And uh, so they, they kill her and they bury her. And then she comes back and kind of the end of the first episode is just Tomie showing back up all dirty because they buried her uh, saying like, you look like you've seen a ghost. And it's like, that's so Tomie. And I'm like, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> we'll be right back to that. So Tomie, but, but a lot of these episodes in that way with her, just like Tomie, you certainly got one over on us this time. You know, you're a scamp. Um, <laughs> so the second much skeevier episode, uh, <laughs> involves a photographer who is uh, having a bit of a, you know, the photographer equivalent of writer's block, I guess, um, because he wants to photograph beautiful women, and he's obsessed with this girl that he saw on a hill years and years before and, and kind of sets off to look for another girl that can be his muse. And wouldn't you know it, the girl on the hill long ago was Tomie. He runs back into Tomie, only this time he thinks it's the daughter of the girl he photographed. Uh, and then he wants to take her picture. She dances badly for him. They, they do it. And then he starts developing some photographs and surprise, surprise, Tomie's got a demon face and all the pictures along with her regular face. And, uh, she persuades him to kill her because he thinks she's a ghost. And she's like, no, I'm a Tomie. Go, if I were a ghost, you couldn't kill me. And then, you know, has him wrap uh, his hands around her uh, throat. And uh, he thinks he kills her, but Tomie, because that's so Tomie, is just kidding, and she's in the backseat of his car as he's driving off the barrier, uh, like, reaching around and, and really doing kind of classic horror movie stuff where, like, her hand comes up and tickles his hair. So good. Yeah, it really is a fantastic scene because you see her eye pop open in the, you know, bag he's wrapped her up in. And she's just like, well, all right, we'll get to it. But uh, so the third uh, or second, the end of the second episode is um, Tomie freaks him out by coming to life uh, in the back seat. Um, she kind of chases him down. He sees the girl on the hill uh, as, you know, he is fleeing from the Tomie that has come back from the dead in his car and can't resist taking some pictures of her. And surprise, surprise, there are two Tomie's and they end up, uh, one of them kind of grabs him and uh, and takes him off the side of this hill, and he hits his head on a cistern or something, and and dies. And then Tomie, uh, who killed the guy and is down on the ground, looks up and you know flashes the peace symbol, and Tomie up top takes a picture with the dead guy's camera, and that's so Tomie, and that's the end of the episode. So. <laughs> And the last episode is a guy who's got a really kick-ass patch over one eye and has been popping up in all the other episodes, just like taking pictures and being creepy. Um, 
he, it turns out that he was a medical examiner who lost his eye when Tomie was brought into the morgue, comes back to life and stabs him in the eye on her way to freedom. And he's been hunting her down, but she's got this new guy and new guy. Uh, she basically sets up to kill Uda who is the medical examiner, a former medical examiner. It turns out that even this one brush with Tomie totally screwed up his life. Uh, like they thought he stole the body or at least was, you know, incompetent enough to let it uh, be stolen. And, but he loses his wife and kids and all kinds of stuff. So he basically, um, is tracking her down. Uh, the new guy, um, tries to kill him, but he tases him and kind of gives him the lowdown on, on Tomie. And he doesn't care. They, yeah, between, uh, new guy and Tomie, they get Uda suckered into, uh, meeting them. Only, um, Tomie is not dead like she was supposed to be when they show up. Uh, but Uda still gets her into a furnace, burns her alive, and, uh, he thinks that she's dead. And then out comes, um, uh, <laughs> a, an Adobe After Effects wind cloud of dust. <laughs> and Tomie's face forms and it's like, now every grain of the this ash will become a new Tomie. So long, suckers. <clears throat> Whoopsie. Right. Oh no, what have we done? And uh and then that's kinda it. And then, you know, it's again, that's Otomie. <laughs> and 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 that's another face. So it's it's three episodes. Those are the basic plots. It's here's what I will say to begin this conversation about uh another face is I think this is a great follow-up to the original Tomie because it does a nice job of setting up, like, Tomie's M.O. You know, like, we get... It, it, it's it's a low-budget affair. We don't have a bunch of effects. Like, the, the big particle effects at the end of the third episode is really as fancy as this show is. <laughs> But it also does a really nice job of uh, of showing Tomie as the seductress who gets quickly bored, and and also I think does a nice job of showing her manipulating the men around her to, you know, provoking them into acts of violence that they ordinarily would never ever commit. Yeah, yeah. And so I I think it does a good job of. Of that, of, of creating this baseline of understanding of what Tomie is and what she's capable of, despite its kind of cheapness. And I think that uh, Runa Nagai is great in it. I think she's a great Tomie. I wish she had been in a couple of the other movies because she is cute as a button, but she can also do that turn where she gets real bitchy. And uh, I think all that's great. So, Richard. What about you? What do you think? Now that you've revisited another Yeah, this I've been dogging this one for years. I was like, Psh, don't even bother with this one. It's the worst one, and yada, yada, yada. It's like, uh, apparently my tastes, uh, or at least my uh, willingness to accept shot on video, has completely uh, come around, and I just think of this as another great Tomie flick now. Uh, the... The kind of episodic nature just makes me wish that they kept going with this. I mean, obviously we have, you know, another eight movies, uh, but there's a lot of promise here in these three uh, little short stories. Um, the 
the first one you have it are you know rooted in high school where it kind of all began and that's where I kind of uh, enjoy it the most is when you're dealing with teenagers dealing with Tomie uh, when you have adults it gets a little little creepy uh, I like when she's uh, uh, pitting uh, the men against each other in the third story that's just great uh, that's that's just awesome to see her do that in a very obvious way instead of just driving all of them crazy kind of in the background like in the other movies. And um, my only criticism now is that the scene where she's taking a photo where the two Tomies are interacting, she got that F-stop all messed up. That picture is going to look like shit. Well, Ugh. Tomie is a love demon, not a professional photographer. <laughs> And no matter how uh, how that lens is set, I mean, the picture she takes is going to be a garbage picture anyway because you're going to have the two head thing. I don't know. Maybe maybe you got to screw up the f stop just to get a decent picture out of her. That's it. Shake the camera a lot. You'll get one accidentally good. See, that's the kind of like hard hitting Tomie information you're going to get on this series. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I agree. I like all of this stuff. Um, I think that because it's episodic, it also has kind of a nice clip to it. I think it, it's it's an easy watch, and it's only you know an hour and twelve or thirteen minutes anyway. So yeah. it, it, it's super easy to get through. And yeah, I, I think it's one of the few uh, examples in any of the films where you see her very overtly exercising uh, her her powers of manipulation. Because you're right, in a lot of the movies, it's just like, oh, they met Tomie, what's going on? It, like, even in Replay, we don't really, s we see it more than in some of the later movies, and it's great when it happens, but even there, I don't think it's quite as overt as in uh, another phase. Um, but, let, all right, let's talk about this second episode, because this is the most problematic to me. <laughs> because it has, of, it has the most, like, really stupid stuff in it. It does, and it's also, like, it, it just dances on that line of pedophilia in right. a really unsettling way. Because, again, the, the episode right before is high school. Mm -hmm. And the next time we see Tomie, presumably she's older because she's dancing in this bar. I, I guess she's an employee? Or just, they have a Tomie in back that they just call out when somebody's like... Hey, are there any, you know, pretty ladies around? <laughs> so surreal. And the, the, the twin peaksy music yes. of the whole thing is great. And then the, the dance, this horrible pop garbage that she comes out to dance to. I, I thought it was a comfort zone by Vanessa Williams. I don't know if you're familiar with that cut. I, I'm not, but you know, I should be. Clearly. It's horrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> and well it's not like the dance is any better no you know it's just this kind of gentle sway she's doing it's so fun and yeah it's it's kind of the dance that any girl does once she's reached a level of intoxication where she's she's gone past the i'm wild and liberated and uninhibited and is now to the like i'm gonna have to sit down in a little bit I'm going to keep this going for a little bit longer, though. And it's that. It's just a very slow, jerky gyration that is going on in this scene. <laughs> and it is the least seductive dance 
I think that a Tomie could do. And and keep in mind, this is a super attractive Tomie that we're dealing with. And that dance is almost like, you know what? No thanks. I When I first saw you, I was totally into you. I thought I might maybe kill you one day even. I know that sounds weird, but I, after that dance, I'm going to say uh, goodnight and doff my cap to you. That's par for the course. She's She knows all about it. The the thing that's really great is uh, Mr. Photography got here. I think his name's Mr. Mori. Uh, he's taking you know fifty thousand photos of her while she's dancing, and does she not notice him? Because all of a sudden he startles her, and he's like, "I'm not a pervert. I'm not a pervert." <laughs> right. <laughs> Evidence to the contrary, I would argue. But. What? <laughs> Okay, so it's creepy. Yes, you're right about that. I don't want to. I don't want to not acknowledge the fact that yes, absolutely, she should have seen him there, or at least not have been surprised. Yeah, well, she's toying with him. You know, I suppose, but it's it's the Maybe. kind of, you know, I don't know. It, it was played more like, what are you doing there? You know. Anyway, so he takes her home, and he kind of makes it clear right here that. He thinks she's the daughter of the girl that he saw once upon a time. Yeah. And I don't care how you slice it. You, you, I don't think you can get away with sleeping with the daughter of someone you had a crush on. There's just something weird about that. <laughs> and I mean, not just the age thing, but it's this weird transferal of sexuality from mother to daughter and that sort of thing. Uh, but still, they end up doing it and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it like it's the most unsettling. And there are even later movies where adults are kind of into Tomie, even when yeah. she's in high school. But I I still feel like of all the ones that I saw, this is the one that stands out as like, eh, how about, <laughs> eh, no, how about we cut there and not three sen- three sentences later when he's like, do you look like your mother? <laughs> I don't oh, know. I never, I never thought about it. You totally look like your mother. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. <laughs> You want to dance some more? Oh, I like how God. you dance. Yeah, it's it's just the weirdest thing ever. Um, but yeah, I like the last one a whole lot. Um, I think it's a, a a nice way to end this little trilogy of stories with the Tommy Apocalypse, essentially. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and I like uh, the guy who's playing uh, Uda, the eye patch former medical examiner. Accused body thief. God, it's such a great setup too, because you know he's been lurking. Because uh, you know the first time you see him, the the, the patch is a little ridiculous. Uh, for some reason, those other eye patches they're fond of in uh, in Asian cinema are the, uh, the 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 white patch looks like cloth and then the plastic thing over it. Like yeah. for some reason, that's not as ridiculous as just a straight up like pirate eye patch on a guy. You know. And uh, he's when he finally shows up, it's way cooler than I expected it to be. <laughs> like his backstory is kind of my favorite part of the whole movie. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, because he's the most put upon guy 
in the room. Like, uh, no, even, uh, you know, the would be fiance of Tomie, uh, Tomie fiance. That's going to be a Hulu show. Um, yeah. Yeah. Creating as I go here. Uh, but yeah, the, the fiance of of Tomie is just some poor sad sack who happened to be caught. And, you know, as a character, he's not that interesting. Like, Tomie is way more interesting than, than he is. Although, I love it when she buys him the knife. And it's like, you you can go kill him with this now. And he's like, uh, I can? <laughs> She's like, oh, I don't like you anymore. Okay, I'll kill him, I swear. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's the, it's the best. Like, I, one of my favorite things in this whole movie is the way that, uh, that Runa Nagai does the turn of, like, you know, you're the cutest. Now I don't like you. Like the, that quick oh, turn yeah. is the best. Like she is such a little tease uh, <laughs> in this movie. It's it's really wonderful. And the guys who are com- like completely fall for it. And I would too, to be honest. I'm like I'm no different. Uh, if I were in the orbit of a young Runa Nagai, and she was like, I like you. I'd be like, I like you too. Here's my wallet. <laughs> right. Do you want me to kill someone for you? <laughs> Give me oh. that Rambo style survival knife with the. A little uh, compass on the on the blade there. I'll go kill somebody. Right. I think I would be so aggressive that I might take her aback some. Like, oh, what now already? <laughs> yeah. What do you want? You want you want some nice food? How about some some nice sushi? Maybe caviar or something like that. How about that, Tomie? I mean, you need to calm down. You're a little needy. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh. Any anything else about another face before we move on? Uh, pleasant surprise, I think. For, for both of us, I didn't expect much when I first yeah. saw it either. Uh, let's see. I liked the, the Tomie death montage at the end when they kind of showed some of the 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 other Tomie that have been killed. It was so good. Yep. Uh, I like that there's some eerie stuff, like you were saying, the hand when he was driving in the second story and she's teasing him a little bit with that. Uh, so good. And I love seeing Japan in like a, the shot on video thing. Like that's something that I used to not appreciate as much, but just seeing, uh, wherever they were shooting Tokyo, I'm assuming with, uh, that kind of, uh, video camera eyeball was really fun. And, uh, yeah, this is, this has gone way up in my estimation. This is no longer my least favorite of the series. All right. Uh, and by the way, I think at the end of this, we will rank them. Cool. So uh, somewhere in, you know, 2018 when we're done talking about these movies. <laughs> Unless they make like three more, and they'll have to keep putting it off. Which is entirely possible. That's uh, what they do. Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll eventually we'll get to Unlimited because that's going to be a very interesting discussion. <laughs> um, so that brings us now to the true cinematic sequel to Tomie which was uh, Tomie Replay. Uh, it was it came out in 2000, uh, directed by Fujiro Mitsuishi. Um, again, from uh, Junji Ito's, uh, particularly a, a series of stories called Basement in the, uh, the Tomie chronology. Um, it is... Okay, let, let's run through this uh, 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 plot real quick. So we have a young girl brought into a hospital. Uh, the movie kind of opens with this scene of this young girl with this big distended belly that kind of looks like the lizard belly from the B miniseries. And uh, 
the they're they're doing a sonogram on this belly to try to figure out like what's pushing against her stomach and stuff like that, and you see a face in there. So already I'm on board, and uh, then the face grows until it pushes out of her stomach. Um, we later learn that uh, <laughs> that the the doctor, the director of the hospital, who was there attending all of the nurses, have gone missing following this. Um, the one remaining doctor is hanging around, but he doesn't last long. Uh, so once we get the, the kind of weird birth of a Tomie head in the first few, you know, really the first three, four, five minutes of this movie, which is fantastic. Well done, Tomie replay. Um, we then cut to two buddies, uh, uh, Takeshi and Fumihito. And, uh, Fumihito is at the hospital, the same hospital as the Tomie head, uh, because he has had some kind of injury or something. And, um, his buddy Takeshi comes to visit him. Fumihito has to go, uh, take a leak, uh, like you do. And then cut to in the basement of this hospital, they're growing their own darn Tomie <laughs> in a sailing tank. And it's one of the coolest shots of the movie, in fairness. Like, you, you kind of get this reveal of her in this sailing tank, you know. Nude, but you don't, you know, it's not lascivious. You don't really see anything. It's just clearly she has grown up in this saline bath from the head that she was born into. And, uh, she is now big enough to exit said saline tank and goes on a wander through the hospital. Um, Takeshi glimpses her, but then keeps trucking. Fumihito. On the other hand, is in the uh, the hospital room in in uh, uh, Fumihito's uh, hospital room, and Tomie wanders into that room, and then uh, both uh, Takeshi uh, and Tomie are just gone. Like he he takes her out of the hospital, and so Fumihito shows back up, and his buddy's gone, and he's like, "Well, uh, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> good bedside matter and manner and all." Um, so. This story is going on alongside the story of Yumi, whose father was director of the hospital. Um, it turns out that he was having an affair with one of the head nurses. And Yumi has come to the hospital to see her, to see if she knows where their disappeared father is. And meanwhile, like, you know, the mother's kind of left as well. Like, it's, it's a real family in ruins kind of affair. But... Uh, and Yumi, when she goes to the police and is like, hey, can you help find my dad? They're, they're like, well, you know, there's no evidence that anything bad happened to him. You just can't find him. And even if we do find him, we're not going to make him come back. You understand that, right? Cause... Yeah, you have family problems. We don't want to get involved. Right. It basically says, like, you need to work your home shit out before, you know, the husband's going to come back. And, of course, Yumi is like, well, that's not helpful in the least. And uh, so goes to talk to the adulterous nurse who says, like, I haven't seen him either. In fact, we broke up, but I'm still worried about him. I don't know where he is. And she, on the way out of the hospital, uh, ends up running into, um, uh, what's his name? Tachibana. Dr. Tachibana, uh, who was the only remaining uh, doctor who was in the room when the Tomie head was, was birthed out of this poor kid and 
he, they run into each other. Yumi and, and Tachibana run into each other as she's coming out of the elevator and he's going in and she, and he hands her a file that was, that belonged to, um, her father and says, Hey, give this back to your father. And then he goes up to the roof and Swan dives off the, the top. And yeah, it's great. And then Yumi and um, Fumihito briefly cross paths here, where we see them both in the same shot when Tachibana nose dives, uh, but they don't really interact. And so Yumi goes home, uh, reads this document that says uh, her her father, the director of the hospital and and the surgeon, had cut his finger, which you do see in the opening. Uh, when he's operating on the Tomie head, baby, belly, and starts to lose control of his body and starts to be essentially infected by Tomie. And this journal charts this, the progress of this. Like, you don't really see that much, but it is almost this implied body horror that you only briefly glimpse where he starts writing, like, it's the... uh it's like the old X Files episode, the "We Are We Are Not Who We Are" episode, but it's kind of that thing where he's writing in his uh, in his journal or notes on this case. I'm I'm not who I am. I'm someone else. You know, stuff like that. It's it's really creepy. It's a great scene, and so uh, that of course, understandably, freaks Yumi out, and she ends up going in search of. Uh, or she gets she gets taken out by uh, some friends of hers to a club, and she hears uh, Fumihito asking around for Tomie, and she doesn't really know who he is, but she's now obsessed with this name Tomie because it's all over you know her father's journal or missing father's journal, and she kind of uh, hooks up with Fumihito at this point, uh, who is looking for this girl Tomie because the one time he's talked to Takeshi recently, <laughs> the Takeshi. Uh, was, let's say, out of sorts and was like, nobody else can have Tomie. Tomie's mine. And there's a great scene where after Takeshi hangs up, Tomie's like, who is that? Is that, is that your friend? Oh, so good. You should invite him over. I'd like to meet him. Oh, it's so great. And it's also the scene, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in more detail later, but it's the scene where he falls down and kind of grabs her legs. And it's like, you know, don't, don't ever leave me and stuff. And, and she very disappointedly says, Oh, you're broken already. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So, um, eventually Takeshi, uh, because <laughs> he's getting a little bit played by Tomie here, uh, brains her to death in a pretty, a pretty great scene. Actually, it's the same scene. Uh, he brains her to death. And then takes her into the bathroom and and has the forethought to have two uh, saws because <laughs> one of them busts as he's cutting her up and he's like no problem. Takeshi has plans and has a backup saw, uh, so he cuts her up and then goes and buries her. And of course she comes back and the next thing you know, um, uh, Yumi and um, Fumihito have joined forces and they're going to go visit Takeshi. When they show up, they find him, uh, but he's completely bonkers because Tomie has showed back up alive and sprouted a head before his eyes because she was only a torso with arms and legs before. I know, I know. All right, we'll get to it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get through this quickly. So uh, then 
Um, what else awesome happens? Oh yeah, so they show up. He's all wackadoo because of this, and you see Tomie crawling on the ceiling with her crazy demon eyes, which is pretty great. And so Takeshi goes to the Giggle Factory, where he is now in a straitjacket. Uh, although in the subtitles they refer to it as like a restraint suit, and I was like, no, nah, no, nah, that's, that's a straitjacket. You don't have to pretty this up for me. Um, so. Uh, Fumihito and Yumi are now convinced, like, okay, she's clearly some kind of monster. We, we have to take care of this. Uh, unfortunately, Fumihito runs into Tomie. And, or I think this is a new, to- I, I think this may be a one that sprouted. I don't know. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I, I, cause, all right, we'll get to that in a second. But, um, so Yumi goes to visit the girl that had been the host of the Tomie head. And her father uh, is burning stuff in the backyard. Presumably there are parts of her body that have fallen off and would have potentially sprouted Tomie's. So he's burning that shit. (laughs) And meanwhile, the girl is like locked away in this stone cellar with an iron gate wrapping gauze around herself and is clearly all Tomie out too. Uh, which is where all this great body horror stuff comes in. And then, uh, so what else is going on? Okay, so Yumi finds out that, you know, uh, Tomie had been the donor of a kidney that this girl got. She goes home. All of a sudden, her dad is in the study, and there's something real wrong going on on his left shoulder <laughs> that you don't quite see, but you know some bad news is happening. And he's telling her to get out, that he's not who he is, and that, you know, he needs to be stopped, and that she's a monster and stuff. And then while, like, this scene is kind of mirrored with a scene of Tomie burning the the head that would have sprouted a new Tomie body after Takeshi hacked her up. And she has another great scene where she's talking about how much she hates bugs and being buried and stuff. And then burns the Tomie head because she says that the new Tomie head is a dirty girl. (laughs) Which is great. And uh, end of the day, she ends up putting the whammy on Fumihito. And the father is later found stuffed into the sailing tank in the basement of the hospital. She get uh, Yumi gets a an invitation from Tomie at her father's funeral, which is in poor taste, and to to come to the hospital where Fumihito, uh, according to the letter Tomie has sent, uh, wants to comfort her. And so uh, this is after. Sorry, uh, <laughs> there is also a moment where Fumihito, under the influence of Tomie, shoves Yumi down some steps and breaks her leg. So at the funeral and at the hospital later, she's in a wheelchair with a busted flipper. And, all right, we're rocketing toward the end now. Sorry, everyone. And then at the very end of this thing, uh, she confronts Fumihito and Tomie. Tomie gives her this tour of what it's like to be Tomie, which is is also rad. And then Fumihito, rather than kill Yumi, uh, smacks an axe into his shin bone. Which is the most horrifying thing in this movie, quite frankly. Shit. It would be... Oh, it would be so painful. (laughs) And then he's kind of out of Tomie's spell enough that when she's about to kill 
Yumi for calling her uh, a monster, which she is, which which is what like Akihono and it, it pops into every movie in the Tomie series. Somebody calls her a monster, and then uh, Fumihito uh, uses the axe that he he uh, was going to kill Yumi with under Tomie's influence, and, and has since put in his shin. <laughs> Pardon me. Yanks it out of there and uh, decapitates Tomie, and then they burn uh, Tomie's body, and the head starts laughing, and Yumi tosses the head into the fire as well, and then they both limp, busted and wounded, out of this abandoned hospital into the rain. End of movie. Woo! Ugh, sorry, that seemed to go on forever, but a lot goes down in this movie. Telling you. There is something to be said for kitchen sinky movies. Like, this movie is all that, a bag of chips, a hot dog, Twinkie, chocolate sauce, and a frickin' Jolt Cola. Like, everything is in this movie, and it does it in, what, 100 minutes? 99 minutes? Yeah, I think it's hour 35, I oh, would say. Oh, I love that, because you just you go on this journey in this movie... Yeah, this is really getting back. Like, another face is is really really fun. This feels like a movie, <laughs> totally. Because like the characters have backstories, and you kind of know who they are. And Yumi, in particular, has uh, you know this incredibly complicated relationship with the nurse that's having an affair with her father, and like they knew each other before that. And you get all these glimpses of this weird. Not even weird. It, it's like a real drama happening under the surface of this horror movie, and it's it, it's kind of fantastic. Like it is really scattershot at times because you're jumping between all these characters. But I don't think, especially on a second viewing now, it never feels like it's veering out of control in terms of plot. It's just there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff with uh, Takeshi killing Tomie is just the best. Like the look on his face is a Junji Ito comic frame. <laughs> you know, totally. oh, it's so good. And um, uh, Mai Hosho is the name of the actress who plays Tomie. Uh, she is wonderfully good as yeah. Tomie in this one. Could be she does menace better. And and also the the kind of bittersweet angst of of being a Tomie. Like there there's this great speech at the end of it where when she's confronting Yumi and is saying, you know, like why do you why do you trust these people? Like I was able to manipulate this guy into almost killing you with an axe. Your father had an affair. Like why why are you putting your trust in these people who clearly betrayed you? And, you know, that's like me. That's what all these guys do to me. You know, they get so obsessed with me that the minute that I, they start to get jealous, they kill me. And, you know, that's really kind of a bummer sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, it, and it's the, the it's sort of the end of the first movie. It's that conversation of, like, we're alike. We're, we can be friends. Like, you know, you understand the isolation and betrayal that I feel. And Ayumi, of course, has a great comeback to that of just, you know, rattling through, like, you know, I trust my father, I trust my mother, I trust Atsuka, who's the nurse, and, uh, you know, I trust, you know, 
uh, Fumihito. I trust all of them. I trust my friends, but I don't trust you. <laughs> and it's, oh, it's so good. God, this movie has so many, like, every scene is genuinely a cool scene. Yeah. The, the writing is just top-notch. Everybody's so cool. Like, you're interested in everybody, even the damned characters. Like, uh, uh, Takeshi, he's like, he even he's well-written. He has this thing about his best friend. His best friend gets all the girls. And yeah. so he, even before he's Tomie crazy, he's very protective of, like, any girl he meets because his friend will steal her away. So course the dark irony is that he can't hold on to tomie without destroying her and so you know all the dialogue with them too like his little uh saying that he has all the time if you step uh if you step forward there'll there will be a road yep like i love i love that little like that corny thing that keeps popping up that becomes meaningful to the characters later you know it's and then, the, like you're saying, the the relationships are all important. The the dad and the daughter, and then his uh, ex wife, and and uh, Yumi's relationship with her mother, and all this stuff is just oh man, it's it's so good. And you when you have what's his face, uh, the dude who is in uh, tons of uh, Takashi Miike stuff, uh, Kenichi Endo. Yeah. Even in a small part, he every he milks every scene he's in for what it's worth. Like, ah, man, I just yeah. went from writing to blaming all the movie's goodness on a single actor. But no, it's it's just uh, I I'm really excited to be talking with you about this. Yeah. I, all right. So I know we've kind of wandered through the, the plot very quickly, but. <laughs> Some of the coolest stuff that happens in this movie. First of all, that opening uh, emergency room scene is it is a Cronenberg fly scene. You know, it is the 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 horrific birth of something unholy. Oh man! And and it has that great shot, and it kind of mirrors the first one, only I think way better um, of the uh, grocery bag that's kind of split, and you see the eye moving. Only in this case, it's the belly of a little girl. <laughs> she knows how to make an entrance. <laughs> yeah. And even on the sonogram, when you see this weird ghost face just pushing up, it's it's just amazing. And as soon as you know the you see the the finger cut happen, um, and this movie maybe more so than any other until you get to Unlimited really tackles the body horror stuff very directly. Uh, the idea of being infected by Tomie, being controlled by Tomie, all that stuff is really, really good. Like the, the scene with, uh, I know I'm jumping ahead, but the scene with the, um, the father showing up in his study and not, not looking at his daughter, like staying turned around. And, it gets me every time. Oh, oh, scary, man. Love it. Yeah, all the all the imagery from the diary when they're reading, uh, when she's reading his notebook, um, it's just all of that vision of hell. You've got the other doctor banging his head on the wall. You've got her father in a straitjacket squirming around like a worm, and just like you're seeing what they went through from becoming uh, infected by Tomie. It's 
It's just really, really creepy and unsettling as shit. Yeah, and the narration over it is fantastic too, as he's describing yeah. this and and he describes her in that scene as she's the perfect trap. And like later in the movie, when you uh, Yumi goes to you know the girl who had been given the uh, the Tomie kidney. Um, by the way, don't take Tomie kidneys. Is really <laughs> the overarching theme of the film is push come to shove. If you got to pick one kidney or another, not so much Tomie. Um, but like, there's a very pointed shot in that scene where she's kind of in the garden following the father and is about to leave, and it's of a spider cap- capturing something in its web. And the the whole movie is very much about how Tomie is this perfect seduction because she's beautiful and she she has this kind of coy teasing manner but what makes her dangerous is informed by the scene of you know her with Takeshi where she says you know oh you're broken now it's this it's this frustration that no one can love her without descending into this state of madness for her you know and and it, it's a weird question, but I don't know that she really, truly wants, like, unequal or someone who can't be broken. I dated a girl like that. <laughs> really? <laughs> wanted, wanted it both ways? Just hate, yeah. hate, hated the love but needed it? I just remember that look in her eyes, and she's like, oh, Richard, you're broken now. I'm not interested in you anymore. Yeah. I'm just... On my, on the ground, begging, pleading, like please, please, I'll buy you sushi. Is she a millipede now? Stripper millipede. <laughs> oh wow! I mean, I mean, what? <laughs> Stripper millipede. The that... secret, the secret history of Richard. <laughs> and honestly, that would knock the Rockettes right out of business. <laughs> they take all the shoes. Yeah, for sure. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the Rockettes, for you millennials, uh, are a, a bunch of old ladies who dance. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, where were? Oh, yeah, yeah, him braining her and and her hating the fact that all all the people break. Um, yeah, I I think that's really the kind of the interesting crux of the Tomie character for me. The thing I love most about these movies is that eternal struggle to both possess everyone, but not have them want to be possessed. And it's, it's weird. Like it's a thing that can't happen. And because it can't happen, there's this endless cycle of murder and death and horror. Um, it's really, Oh man, replay is so good, man. Yep. It really is. I think it may be better than Tomie, not the, not to spoil our rankings, but I think <laughs> I, I, I really do. I think like Tomie is a really, really good movie that introduces this character and this this world. But replay just blows the doors off the thing. And you've got you know, shots of like the Tomie head and the saline as it's growing limbs and yeah, that's that real stop cool. the stop motion stuff with that effect. Oh man. It looks really good too. Yeah. And uh, you know, the like as you said, the characters in writing are just so rich, surprisingly rich, 
that when, you know, you get to the end of this thing and it's really a, a, a conflict between, you know, can you trust someone? Can you love someone despite the disruptive influence of Tomie in their lives? Like, you know, it, I mean, it really becomes the, the notion of can Yumi, you know, sort of stay strong and not be infected by the Tomie and blah, blah, blah. And it's really Fumihito, not surprisingly in a Japanese film, that really takes the lead at the end where it's, even though it's Yumi's story, it's really him that's having the struggle of how, how do I resist Tomie's, you know, manipulations and, and restore my own will. And Yumi is sort of the catalyst for him to be able to, you know, think for himself to, to get out from under her clutches, to, to, to break free of the web and what have you. Um, but it, but it's still really impactful because you do kind of like all these characters and, you know, like I, I kind of hope those crazy kids would end up together. Uh, oh, man. There's, there's a couple things that I just think are the craziest things like without trying real hard. Uh, they made the scene where uh, Fumihito's driving and they're driving down some foggy street at night and it's clearly just like them on a set and uh, Tomie is leaning out the, the freaking back window of the car like, drive faster, drive faster. And that, it's just one of those shots that I'm like, this is Tomie like wiling out, like getting crazy. Like it's just so weird. And then we almost go like the next day or something. I forget the order of events where the cops are talking to Yumi and they're like, well, we found your dad in the tank. Sorry about that. Uh, can we show you this tape? <laughs> right. And so they pop in the tape and it's Tomie's head in the saline growing legs like it does. And d- how, what, how is that? What is going on? Like usually Tomie destroys evidence of herself. In these in these kinds of things where there's no there's no like uh, what is it empirical proof that she exists and the cops are like check this shit out this is fucking weird you know <laughs> right but you know they don't really it, it's not like well we think there's a Tomie on the loose now <laughs> it's still... but it's proof of her supernatural thing and it just doesn't it's just such a strange moment for all of the ones I've seen I mean I haven't seen every Tomie movie yet I'm getting there. But, man, it's just, hey, cops, hold on to that, you know? <laughs> right, right. Like, there are at least three detectives I can think of who are probably going to be interested in looking at that tape. Yep. Uh, throughout the course of these movies, <laughs> we have a lot of Columbos uh, who just are never able to get all the evidence together. That they Oh, have. if only Peter Falk was still alive. <laughs> Tomie versus Columbo. Ugh. Oh, excuse me, uh, Tomie, but uh, didn't you die? I can't. I can't do an impression. Yeah, that was almost Kennedy. <laughs> or, uh... <laughs> I'm not good at the uh, the impressions so much. That's yeah, not what you can do for your Tomie. <laughs> or uh... is he <laughs> still around? John Kennedy? No, yeah. sadly, he did not. Uh... What happened to that guy? Um. I think STD. I don't know. Yikes. I want to say syphilis, but thanks, I, Marilyn. Right? Jeez. God, pills and just a filthy 
filthy, filthy vagina. Oh, penicillin, anyone? Come on. Right, it was the 60s, people. <laughs> Jonas Salk had been invented. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Just wow. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this Tomie flashback. When uh, Tomie kind of lets Yumi, like she does the Tomie mind meld with her. And she's like, you know, get get a good look at what it's like to be me. Yeah. And and it is kind of terrible. Like, I mean, Tomie has, you know, a gross demon face and weird eyes and, and causes chaos and murder and death and violence wherever she goes. But it's not like she's having the best time doing it. And and I think that's sort of her vision that she she gives to Yumi um, is I think it's really fascinating. I, th- I think it's a, a cool, you know, it, like it, it's when the character of Tomie is at her best, when it's I'm evil, but also you can kind of see why I am the, the way I am. Right. And uh, I think all that's really great. Um, I, I like that this movie doesn't give you that you know, mole under Yumi's eye, wink at the end of it. Oh, that is one of the most unique things about this movie is it's got this big, you know, I mean, they couldn't afford to blow up the hospital or anything, but they at least had a fiery kind of a climax. And then you've got the characters who are left just completely exhausted, beaten, laying in the rain, like almost like a Suspiria or something, you know. There's not a like uh, a Tomie finger crawling out of the fire or uh, both Tomie Tomie and Fumihito have matching moles because surprise uh, he got her other kidney or something you know like right 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 there's no bullshit at the end it just ends with like the characters are kind of like us the viewer we're just like sitting there like what just happened yeah it's man this one's a ride um telling you it, I mean, it's it, the effects are are good to great. The story is great. It it opens up all the body horror stuff in a way that the original Tomie and certainly another face don't do. Um, you know, the as we said, all the uh, the Tomie stuff, like the the mythological Tomie stuff, like I, that's what one thing I like about these movies is because it's not rooted in folklore necessarily. It's just you know, a riff on these Junji Ito uh, stories and, and comics that, you know, they can kind of play with it some. And I like it. I, you know, I, I really enjoy uh, Tomie best when she is crazy manipulative and also a virus, you know? And, and that's what she is in this movie. Like, it's the idea of being infected by Tomie is maybe worse than just, you know, being killed by her outright. Or one of her lackeys, you know. Um, yeah, I think it, yeah, I think of the three that we've talked about so far, I think replay is like if you've never seen any other Tomie film, I would almost say watch this one first, but I don't, I don't know that that's wise. Well, that's what I did with uh, my uh, co-host on Hello, This Is the Doom Show. I was like, Brad, we got to do Asian horror. We haven't done any Asian horror, and he's like, All right. Let's do some Asian horror. So uh, I I get these episodes mixed up, but we did Tomie replay and like sick nurses or something. 
or Tomie Replay and Pulse. I get them mixed up, but it was pretty crazy. And this was the first Tomie movie Brad had ever seen. And I, I remember him texting me like, I'm supposed to know what's going on, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, maybe I should have made you watch the first one first. Huh. Well, I feel like it explains itself as it goes. True. You know, I mean, by mm. the end of it, I feel like you know what, what, yeah, I, you're right. I could see where it would be like, the hell? Why do I care that this head's coming out of a baby? Um, <laughs> is, is, is that right? Is that where babies come from? <laughs> right. Is that where Japanese babies come from? That's, yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> just for the record, listeners, that's not true. No. They, they come from? Japanese storks. Hmm. Yeah. It's a happy uh, ending. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's, let's take a step back from the racism for a second. Um, <laughs> not all the time. It, not forever. But right now, yeah. Uh, so, what... I feel like those are my closing thoughts uh, on Replay. I, I just think Replay is the best. It's it's one of... Certainly one of my favorite Tomie films. And, yeah. and kind of one of my favorite Japanese horror films in general i think it, it, it's kind of crazy at times um other movies like we're, next time we'll be talking about a shimizu film and there's some real fun stuff in that one but oh, yeah. um man I, I i really feel like replay is sort of the wellspring that all the other movies draw from and and maybe enhance and 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 that kind of thing but it really feels like replay is kind of the root of the tomie tree Man, I, I mean, I would just love to know, you know, was this a, was this a profitable movie in theaters? You know, did this, you know, because this is not a name director attached to it. I mean, uh, Shimizu really brought the, the kind of like, uh, you know, he was the the it guy for horror at the time. So I'm sure uh, Tomie Rebirth probably made some more money. But this is just, I mean, this is a dynamic film. It's it's got an emotional core to it that I love. It's that real dread, like, ugh, like creepy, creepy Lovecraftian stuff with the journal. And, you know, you're always um, hearing about uh, this horrible stuff that's happened, you know, like in, in retrospect. And there's a cool flashbacks and stuff. And um, it's a unique movie. I mean, I just, I could, even though it's, you know, uh, from a franchise as it was, you know, staggering around, climbing out of saline tanks at this point. It's really, really just, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil our ranking at the end because we haven't, I haven't watched them all yet, but this is still in my top 10 favorite horror films of all time beyond. I mean, of course it's in my favorite Asian horror films of all time. But this is like, I love this movie beyond all reason. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. When I like, I really enjoyed it when I watched it. But like I said, I I, I kind of binged. So going back and just watching replay, you know, or I watched you know another face, and then I watched you know replay the next day, uh, but not like just doing it all at once with a you know finger full of cracker jacks. Uh, or a fistful of Cracker Jacks, finger full, mm. probably not, mm. that, not that much. That's like one Cracker Jack. Yeah, that's a Cracker Jack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, 
Yeah, watching it on its own again, I I think you're right, and you know maybe we are are, are tipping our hat a little bit, but it just it man the, everything feels so right. Everything about this movie just entertains and engages and weirds you out, and it's never skeevy, mm-hmm. um, which is real nice coming off of another face. It was <laughs> it was nice to feel like replay as weird and brazen as it can be. Still felt like it was like no. It, You'll be all right, Bo. You just enjoy, um, <laughs> and I appreciated that. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's great. Um, speaking of next time, oh snap! Oh snap! All right, so the next bonus episode, and I still haven't decided if I'm gonna release these where we're doing like two at a time and release it that way, or if it's just gonna be one marathon. But who in the name of God would ever listen to? that long of a podcast about Tomie movies. So maybe bite size is better. I would listen to it. I, we would. Yes. But (laughs) there's something wrong with us. Uh uh, But the next two on our plate are the Takashi uh, Shimizu uh, sequel, Tomie rebirth. And the, let's say more sexually, Mm, engaged yes forbidden fruit i don't want to say it's terribly explicit because it's not but it is definitely a film about female sexuality uh in a way that replay and rebirth and even the original tomie uh is not so uh yeah so next week juan's takashi shimizu oh man and uh sexy times with forbidden fruit that all sounds uh, that all sounds great, and then and then after that we go back to beginning and revenge from the original creator of Tomie or the original director of uh, yeah. Tomie, uh, and then uh, of course finishing up with Tomie versus Tomie. Which have you seen that one? Uh, no, that those are the the final two. Yeah. Are the two I haven't seen. Oh, I I really like Tomie versus Tomie. Really? Good luck finding a damn DVD or Blu-ray of that one. Yeah, uh, iTunes is the only place I've been able to find it. So um, wow, yeah. But Tomie versus Tomie is a okay in my book. Hell yeah! Hey, I know it has a mannequin factory or a mannequin warehouse, so that's it's. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. say anything I, about it. You, you just have to experience it. The mannequin factory, I will say, not as utilized as I would have hoped. Still cool. Still cool. Uh, Mario Bava's going to have problems with that. Yeah. And then uh, we'll cap it off with the uh, Unlimited, which is directed by Noboru Iguchi, uh, he of um, special effects and directorial um, engagements, such as Tokyo Gore Police, uh, Mutant Girl Squad, Big Tits Zombie, um, Zombie is, Ass may have been him. Is there body horror in that one? Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, that is, that movie tells you it's an Aguchi film real fast. Nice. Uh, so that'll be an interesting conversation for sure. Nice. That one's thin on plot, but long on weird. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, one final note before we say goodnight here, uh, Richard. 
we are running a contest. You can win Tomie, the original Tomie and Tomie Replay on DVD. I wish Blu-rays were available. I would give you Blu-rays were they available. Um, but DVDs of the, the first two cinematic theatrical uh, Tomie films to a listener. All you have to do to enter is go to our uh, Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash here here go show. And uh, you tell us uh, how many Tomies do you think you could successfully hang out with and for how long? And keep in mind, this is, uh, as Richard and I discussed in private, a gender-neutral question. You can be a lady that still uh, engages with Tomies. Oh, yeah. um, but it's really a question. Like, it's not just sexual. That's the thing we're getting at. It It is more like... How many of these crazy love demons all at once can can you uh, keep uh, satisfied? And again, that sounds sexual. I'm just going to shut up now. That's the contest. <laughs> you go to the Facebook group and uh, and you give us your answer. And the one we like the most, quite frankly, is going to get uh, the DVDs. We should rule out 69. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> um, yeah, please don't. Please don't. Um, let that be a thing for this show. Just something special we all share just then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you are preparing for Forbidden Fruit. Yes. Uh, the the sexy Tomie. Man, I'm going to start reading the manga again, too. I'm going to figure out which uh, which stories are the films draw from, if they draw from any, and just start get all caught up that way, too. I didn't even think of uh, uh, Basement or even the... Uh, was it Revenge is a yep. direct adaptation, so I'm going to look for some more of those. Yeah, Revenge is pretty good, too. So, uh, man, it, <laughs> I did not like that. This is one I did not like, so I'm, I'm very uh, interested to see it again now, because that was my second least favorite. All right. I, all right, maybe I'm getting beginning Revenge, because there's one scene in particular I'm thinking of that really makes me happy. Nice. Uh, in, in the Tomie stream. Um Richard, thanks so much uh, for for doing this and and for uh, you know apologies in advance for the ones to come because it's just going to be more of this. Oh no, thank you. This is great. We're tackling uh, the forgotten Jason Voorhees of Japan here. Yeah, yeah, and the 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 sequels come out infrequently to this. You know, I mean, semi regular, but it you know they're. There have been plenty of them, but they're all different. Like, I don't feel like the series has yet lapsed into complete self-parody. Although, eh, you know, we'll talk about Unlimited. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a real different kind of film. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, of course, check out uh, Hello, This is the Doom Show, uh, which Richard uh, appears on in uh, the last episode which I haven't listened to yet, but you, that one's solo? Yeah, I wanted to uh, do a little uh, performance art of uh, some of my pieces from my books that just... Uh, one book came out a year ago, and the other book is brand new, all about movies, and I wanted to just uh, read entries from them as though I were a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> Very nice. I've, I'm already looking forward to that. That sounds ridiculous. Uh, uh... But also, of course, wonderful, uh, as, as is everything I've heard so far from uh, Hello, Thank this you, the thank you. Yeah, I really do love it. I was 
when I went to see uh, Blair Witch the other night. Um, on the way in, I was listening to it. So, um, there in in a weird way, you also kind of saw Blair Witch, Ooh. and and were also conflicted. <laughs> so. Well, uh, my my co-host pal Naf and I, we are uh, notorious Blair Witch psychos so we will be uh notorious bwps bwps (laughs) (laughs) and we will be going to see it and reporting back we didn't go to the uh the special uh advanced screening is is that what you went to was yeah 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 yeah. cool nice yeah you know it's all who you know and also websites um I, i dug out my blair witch uh book today the uh the the was it a report or something like the Blair Witch uh, incident report or whatever it's called dossier I forget oh, I've, I've never seen that it's uh, it's this tiny little book with little handprints all over it like a, like a oh, like a, right. a gnome a gnome was handling your book or something <laughs> or you know the handprints on the wall of course I'm I'm sure is what that's meant to be oh but because, oh I I just assumed because they were tiny that they were little hands. <laughs> Maybe I overthought that a little bit. Yeah, I, I think you went <laughs> when you went past the direct reference to the film <laughs> into the land of make believe, as I often do. <laughs> I think that's maybe where you took a wrong turn, but I'm no I'm no Scientologist. I don't know. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so that is the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We're going to, you know, th- these will be bonus episodes that, that pop up sporadically. Uh, I'll try to announce them a couple of days ahead of time, uh, you know, to get everyone hype. And, uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be back to do this again, uh, probably sooner than you would like, uh, quite <laughs> frankly. But there is much, much, much more Tomie to come. Uh, Richard, thank you again. Say goodnight. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night.